Ann Nunley and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Welcome back to Ice Tubbs Park. It's 5 o'clock. I need a teller vodka. Let's go. No. Don't text the show, 505-246-0610. Don't call the show, 505-246-0610, until exactly 16 minutes from now, because we're being joined by a longtime friend of the show, second time I still, Wynton Bernard. Welcome yeah, back, brother. Let's go. Thank you, Welcome. Thank you, thank you. Wynton, how are you? How is returning to Albuquerque, my man? I am great. Yeah. It feels, hey, feels so good to be back. It does, right? So good to be back. Because you hated New York. I'm not going to say I hated it. <laughs> not going to say it. I'm not going to say I hated it. It just feels good to be back. It really does. It's wild being with a different organization, right? What was that like? You know like? what? Uh, I adjusted really quick, yeah. like really well. But you know you miss some things from the previous one. Anywhere oh, you go, that. you know yeah. what I mean? But especially here, it's just like the fans. Oh, I, I live for that. You love know, that. You, you feed off people's energy. And so when there's 10,000 people screaming your name, you, you want to do well for them, you know? So sweet. I mean, we're in the loop, so we got a leak. But when you showed up today, did everyone know already? Did you just pop out like, hey, I'm back. Jesse's back? <laughs> I'm pretty sure a couple of guys thought they saw a ghost because they were so surprised. You know what I mean? Uh, I know, like, Mike Tolia, he came up to me. He's like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> so it was pretty cool. And, like, a whole bunch of the staff, a lot of people didn't know. So uh, it was cool. So did you get your same locker spot back? You had to move someone's stuff. I was wondering if you guys can help me. Uh, we, might, <laughs> <laughs> we might need to fight some people up in there. No, I didn't get my same locker spot, but I'm in the same row. So as long as I'm in the same row, it's good vibes over there. Okay, I, I like that. I like the guys who can make those kind of adjustments. Wearing the same number, or what's up? Yeah, number seven. I was surprised, too, because uh, I was texting Aaron, our clubby. Yeah. And he was like, I hooked you up back up with number seven. And I was like, no way. So that was my number down here for the past couple years yep. in honor of my mom's birthday. Love it. A lot of people don't know it, number seven. And then. If I get called up to the big leagues again, it'll be the 3-6. There That's, you go. Yeah. I'm familiar with the 3-6. I'm wearing it right oh, now. Yes, you are. I, I don't know a lot of dudes with Bernard, like, like official Colorado Rockies jerseys. I might be the only one. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it, right, it's got your name right across the back of it now. So thank you. I've got you. And I this better you. be the good. only day you wear it, too. It's a wall hanger this now. this is going up on yeah. the wall in the studio. And then oh. I'll have, like, no authenticity, like, note <laughs> or whatever. But I have a video. We took a video. Yeah, yeah that, counts. So we'll just, that should count more. You know what I mean? I think it should. When, uh, when you got up to Colorado, because we haven't had you on since uh, you became, what, nation's most lovable baseball player, <laughs> and your mom too, right? Like, what was that like for her, to, to, the fanfare and the excitement that surrounded oh my you to the next level? I think the biggest impact was on other people. So yeah. that, that was, like, the most proud thing we were both proud about is, like, we had people reaching out to both of us and, like, we're so inspired by yeah. you guys. Love it. And I'm sure it helped a lot of mother and son relationships or mother and daughter relationships. Mm -hmm. um, help people inspire them to go to their dreams. So I think that was the biggest takeaway for everything. All right, number one, you're a baller. We're glad to have you in the lineup. You're a fan favorite. We're glad to have you back. But for very selfish reasons, I am glad you're back because I want to make sure that you get the aux cord back because whoever's playlist has been going on so far this year has been it's subpar. It's been subpar. So a, did you grab the aux? Like, when, do you get it tomorrow? Do they hand you the so aux cord? Funny. When does you know it start? What? I was I was thinking about that today during batting practice, and I was like, "What happened?" Yeah, you know, you know, I, I the energy couple, ain't there, man. I leave for a couple months, and, and, and the music goes to trash. Yeah, I was like, "What is this, Ed Sheeran?" Like, no, <laughs> this ain't getting nobody pumped, man. What are I'll we get, doing? I'll get it back going. <laughs> <laughs> I, promise that. I promise you. It's that. like it's like whenever you like go, like start a job or go to you pay attention for one day. 
right? You watch, and then you're like, nope, forget it. Like, yeah. I know what I'm doing. I'm the guy here. Whenever people were reaching out to you and your family, what was, like, a unique name? What was, like, someone you heard from that you just had no idea you would have heard from? Oh, my gosh. I mean, there was a few. Um, I Well, Steve Harvey, for you know, I saw him on Family Feud, yeah. of course. But for him to, like, reach out. Again. Again. That, yeah. was, that was super cool. Um, Anthony Anderson. Oh, okay. From Barbershop? Oh, yeah. Dope, yeah. I mean, he's been in a ton of movies. But sure. Yeah. My first movie I probably watched was Barbershop when I was a kid. And I used to watch that over and over again. And he was like a legend. You Love know that. Mean? And then sports-wise, um, obviously, Ken Griffey Jr. reached out. Uh, Johnny Damon sent me a video. One of my friends ran into him. He's like, so what? Crazy. Yeah, it, it, like the most random people you never would have think, you know, would, would, would know me. Yeah. And then check this out. This offseason, I get a letter from Barack Obama. Stop. Get out. Mic drop. The what? Mic drop. The what? I, it, I was like, wait, what? And, yeah, he wrote me a letter, and congratulations on all your success. I can't handle what you just told me. <laughs> no. Like, I'm, well. I'm goosebumped <laughs> out like I've never been. So cool. So I have it uh, framed up already, and I spent a couple hundred dollars on a frame, but my mom's like, we might need to get a really nice frame for this. You You're like, Mom, it's not like Michelle sent it. Yeah. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, you, day one, you get up there. Right? You get up to Colorado, and, and we all know the story of how you got up there. Uh, but then you get up, and what do you do? You produce. You produce right away, my man. And and Colorado Rocky fan, right? Talk about that. Talk about them accepting you. Talk about the energy that surrounded you on that debut with the Rockies. Oh, my gosh, man. Just walking up to the plate for that first time, there was, there was no better feeling. Yeah. I got out my first at-bat, and everybody was clapping for me. I was like, wait, that's never happened before. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, and, and then the energy up there was good. Like, uh, Shafe. You know, when I got called up, he was like, just, just be you. Yeah. And, and that was kind of the theme. Like, a lot of people, important people in my life told me just be you. Phil Plantier told me that. Buddy Black, be you, be yeah. you. And so just being able to be myself, like, play with my, my full energy and just all the excitement around me, it was it was the greatest. Oh, how yeah. great. Wendon Bernard joining us on the program. Uh, we're going down memory lane a little bit. We'll talk about the future here in a moment as it is. Van? So, what? I mean, that first at bat. Could you even hear the crowd? Could you hear everything? Could you hear nothing? Was it somewhere in between? Oh, my god! Were gosh. you in the zone? Were you all nerves? Like, take us through that first at bat. All right, so my walkout came on. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was God's plan, and I, I remember hearing the crowd. Like, not everybody gets a standing ovation when they're going up to the plate. And it wasn't, like, really, really loud, but it was enough where I was like, oh, they, they know. Yeah, wild. Yeah, and so then, um, but once I was in the box, I felt so comfortable and so locked in. I was just like, kind of just do what you were doing in Albuquerque. Nice. And uh, I was battling off some tough pitches, battling off some tough pitches. I was going against Davies. Um, I think it was like an eight pitch at bat, and I put a ball in play to second base. And I was hoping I would get a hit on my first at bat. Who doesn't, you know, yeah, want to get a sure. hit? <laughs> but um, I got out, and like I said, the fans started clapping for me again. I was like, Wow, they have my full support. Yeah. And so it didn't come true in the first at-bat, but it came true in, uh, in my third at-bat is when I got my hit. And in your debut, uh, we were here at ISO Spark, so we're here. And they're showing it on the, on the, yep. the big – And you, this That's first so time you've seen the new big oh, screen. It's so nice. Yeah, this thing's wild, but so on the old one. And it's like everyone in the press box, everyone in the stands, taking video of your video wow. here at the park. And yep. it was just like uh, – Oh, I'm getting the chills. Yeah, it was uh. like <laughs> just a world of immersion. So, uh, so the offseason hits, obviously, and – and the Toronto organization calls, and, and that was the one call, that was the first call, that was the best call. Like, what was your off-season process? And then eventually, how did you make your way back here to Albuquerque? Oh, man, it's a lot. Uh, baseball, you just never know where everything's going to yeah. go, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, you know, first first week of the off-season, I'm asking my agent, I'm going to put it in your hands. Like, whatever you think is the best opportunity to get me back to the big leagues, like, 
you handle it. And so he thinks he's like, I think it's going to be with the Blue Jays. Yeah. And so I was like, let's go. And actually, my situation over there was pretty good. I got to go to big league camp for spring training. I was, you know, I was fighting for a spot, and I was getting to play every day in AAA. But for some reason, I guess I wasn't in their plans or, or whatever. And uh, I guess that's just how the game works. So back over here now. So how was the process of you? I mean, this just came out of nowhere. Like, you know, friend of the show, Josh Sushan, voice the isotopes, gave the boys a little text Give today. He's like, you'll yeah. never guess. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Literally our first guess. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. <laughs> it's obviously our first guess. We're like, you're not going to be this happy about anything else, Josh. No. Of course we know the answer. Yeah, I know, right? But what was the process of you getting back here in this organization? So, man, it was crazy. Like, I was released by the Blue Jays on, I don't even know what day it is, two days ago. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then a couple hours later, the Rockies wanted to sign me. That quick. Like, yeah. Love that. And I was like, let's do it. Like, yeah. Let, let's go. You know, why wait? One one thing about baseball is, like, the longer you wait on things, mm-hmm. you don't get in rhythm. Right. So I was like, you know, let's go. And so I flew all day yesterday. I packed up all my stuff in Buffalo. Um, my mom was actually out there. So she came back and, and picked up a lot of my stuff. And then, yeah, I came here today. It just happens that quick. So, what, you're going to be here until the, till the All-Star break, and then you get called up and we never see you again? Is that what it is? <laughs> Speak that into existence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go. That is what it is. Wyndham Bernard joining us on the program. We're laughing a lot. We're having a lot of fun. All right, so you're back in, in Albuquerque, and obviously everything at the ballpark, everything here that matters. Um, but the city exists outside the ballpark, right? Like, what are you most excited about getting back to? Is it a restaurant? Is it a, is it a night out? Is it... Is it what? Like, help us understand your life here in Albuquerque. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna throw it back on you. Yeah. I have one barbecue restaurant. Okay. And it's my favorite since I was seven years old. Padrells. He failed. Ooh. He failed. I'm a little mad at him. Uh oh. You got anything? Uh, uh, if it's not Padrells in town, probably Rudy's. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, Rudy's is my spot. I uh, ever since I was a kid, it's always been my favorite barbecue spot. So I at least go there twice a week. I always get the, oh, man. the, the brisket. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, let me that's help. Let me help with that. Me and Jock Tony the other day, uh, who runs programs over at the YMCA, so we went to Duke City Barbecue for lunch the other day. We could have never got up and left. That Is place, that was, it was so good. Yeah? I, I should try something else. Yeah, we're, well, I mean, we could, why not more? Yeah, I know. That we, we have our, so you're going to get some barbecue. You're, what, you're back in the same place. You got a new place. What You um, staying with Josh Sushan? <laughs> I'm at the hotel right now, okay. but we'll see. Um, just trying to figure out all the logistics of everything. Okay, but. and you can breathe, right? Like the elevation's not too much? Oh, actually, I was running around the outfield, and I was like, <gasps> oh, I forgot what this is like. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. And your hill wasn't here, and you were, like, traumatized. I know. Got a, I shed a couple tears, but then I was like, <laughs> all right, I'll get over it. I'll get over it. But, yeah, it's good. You know, we, we christened it the Bernard Bump. And then they just ripped it out. <laughs> <laughs> Should we throw it back in? Let's go. <laughs> I mean, we could, We got three guys. We I, could get, I got. I got a dirt guy right down the street. This, <laughs> yeah. I, a dirt guy. <laughs> what is a dirt guy? A dirt guy. He's got a truck and everything. The first time you're back. Are, so you're not playing today. No. You're gonna play tomorrow. I hope so. Because it's Mariachi's night. You know yeah, how it is. No, there's yeah. gonna be a lot of people here. There's gonna be fourteen thousand people here. Be good. We're tracking balls down in the outfield. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. Put you at the top of the lineup, and now you start the game. Right. Everyone's yeah. got their bobbleheads. It's oh, gonna be. Wa- oh, I'm excited. I can envision money. that right now. I'm gonna be thinking about that all night. <laughs> <laughs> so how 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 are the balls flying during BP today? Oh a my little, gosh, a lot different. Yeah, a little yeah. going uh, a little deeper than that like, thick, oh, I, I thick air that. in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I got that. Oh, it goes 40 feet over my head. It is, <laughs> but it is it is kind of crazy. Like 
I think a lot of people need to know how big of an adjustment you have to make as a player. Yeah. You know, going from high elevation to low elevation. You know, good or bad, because uh, the ball doesn't move as much when, when pitchers are pitching. And when you're batting, obviously it goes a lot further. So uh, in the outfield, you got to be able to track some balls down. You and I were talking whenever you got called up last year. You played in a away series in St. Louis, my hometown. Yes. Bush Stadium, right? Yep. I mean, it's special, right? Oh, my gosh. That was so, so Albert Pujols. Unreal. I mean, so I, I think, like, I'm 32 now, and some of these guys are 25, yeah, you've got to rub it in. No, <laughs> I, I don't know that they know the extent of, like, how excited I get for, like, little things like yeah. that, you know? Because I came in from the generation where I was, like, looking up to him when I yeah. was playing. Sure. And so playing against him and he had a home run there, I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I, I walk up to the plate. Yadier Molina is, like, looking at me saying what's up. And I'm like, I'm about to steal on you, bro. I'm about to so at the same time, you, uh. you, you want to compete, but it's, it's cool. Uh, there's, like, a Drake lyric. It was like, come on, guys, you might need to help me out. But it's like, you're, um, like the people who you look up to eventually become your rivals. And so, oh, okay. I was like, yeah, I okay. like that a lot. I, yeah, and and I was like, that's kind of what's happening to me right now. Like he, the guys I look up to, they're my rivals right now. Like I'm trying to compete against, and I ended up stealing one off Molina, and I was like, that's what I'm talking about. Keep that base, all right? Keep that base forever. <laughs> hey, Wynn, put that back. <laughs> Seven more innings. When it just runs off the field, how it's funny like, would that be? Never seen again. Wynn Bernard, thank you for sitting down with us, brother. Welcome back to the city. Welcome back to the team. Thank you guys. Best of luck while you were here. We hope to see you for about a week, and then. Go hang out at dinner. Back up. We'll do that stuff. Appreciate you I, don't know if, I don't know if you've been following the Topes, but basically everyone who's played a baseball game at the Topes is in Colorado now. <laughs> really? So the odds <laughs> of you getting up there soon is very high. All right. There yeah. you go. Wynn Bernard, friend of the show. Whenever we get back, I guess we just come down from this high. Yeah. Tell her vodka will help. Sure. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. We let Wynn and Bernard get up from our broadcast booth. Everyone walked over. Oh, of course. There's a, immediately a line. Immediately. What a dude. What a dude. We're lucky to have him back. Speaking of lines, they're out front for this big beach towel giveaway. I don't have my hands on one yet. So it's pretty nice. Well, did you buy a ticket for the game? Because that's all you got to do. Buy that's a ticket. Buy a ticket, get in line. There's going to be a fun Oriental folk dance before the game. I'm so very excited. Fun. Saw some performers come out, obviously live at the ballpark. Big Pretty talks. dresses. Very pretty dresses. Very pretty dresses. Very pretty dresses. Big talk today is all the layoffs from ESPN. What has there, has there been more since our Wenton Bernard interview? Matt Hasselbeck, you got one. <laughs> Does he want the ball? He's going to score. <laughs> he threw it right to Richard. Stein. Yeah, he did. Just went the other way. I had a fun little quote. I, I I think I wanted to talk about it a little bit. We don't have to put a ton of time into it. Mike Evans, who is the wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, got some friends of the show coming up, interrupting the broadcast. We'll handle that. Mike Evans said it would be cool if he set the consecutive yard, 1,000-yard season record, man. So Mike Evans says, quote, I hope I can pass the great Jerry Rice in his record. Obviously, no one will pass his records, probably like ever total, but that 1,000-yard streak would be cool to have. Um, Yeah. Of course it would. Yeah. Even being mentioned in the same conversation. Correct. As Jerry Rice. You could be like diet Jerry Rice. You could be Kirtland's signature. You could be great value Jerry Rice, and that's still awesome. I think it's a little backhanded, though, because it's not Tom Brady throwing him the rock. 
it's Kyle Trask. Oh, it's that new guy every year. It's Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Could be. It's John Wolford. Who, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. John Wolford? The, th- the third vice president in the United States of America? That John Wolford? They, Baker Mayfield be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. I, I see a resurgence in Baker Mayfield this year because he's got something really good going for him. He needs to put up a thousand. He's out of Cleveland. Well, <laughs> Mike Evans needs a thousand this year and a thousand next year to tie Jerry. I think he is saying he wants traded to a chance. To a team with a better quarterback? I mean, he had a series of bad quarterbacks before Tom Brady. This is a wild thing. Are you ready for this? Hmm. His career numbies. 683 grabs, 10,425 yards, 81 tutties. That that gets you a lot of dudes in the Hall of Fame Mm -hmm. have those numbers. He's he's on a Hall trajectory. Let's say he wants to catch Jerry Rice. You ready? Okay. He only needs this many more. Oh, God. 866 receptions. Oh, that's it. 12,470 more yards. Okay. And 116 more tutties. You got this, brother. I mean, when with advances in modern medicine and his high level of income, like, who knows? No, no, that doesn't could, help at all with Kyle Trask. He could play for 80 more years. No. No, there's no one to throw him the ball. I trust in Baker. I'm a big Baker guy. Baker bounce back year. Let's go. You know, Baker May- Mayfield will lead the Buccaneers to at least four victories. <laughs> Bank it. <laughs> they play 17 games, right? He caught okay, four and a half victories. Listen to these numbers. 1,000 yards in the mar- is, is the marker. So here are Jerry's numbers, okay? Okay. In his 11-year streak that started... Keep in mind, he only had 927 yards in his rookie year, Jerry. Mm. Mike got his in his rookie year. Right. Okay. Jerry had 1570, 1078, 1306, 1483, 15. We're talking about beating it by hundreds. Also, that 1078, that was in only 12 games. So that's not even like a full season. 1200, 1200, 1500, 1500, Mike, 1254. Mike Evans is a dude. If you didn't know that, I mean, he's putting up these consistent numbers because he is insanely talented. One thing he's not is flashy. Right. He does it humbly. He does it quietly. He does it over and over and over and over again. I can't think of, like, a big Mike Evans highlight. Like, all the big stud wide receivers, you could, like, just imagine. You could picture, like, one of their big game catches, like some – highlight real catch mike evans just does the right thing over and over and over again and he's done it for eight years straight he's big he's strong he's healthy he makes good decisions i'm into all that what if and hear me out you could pick jerry rice from the era he played in and you take him and you put him in today's game what if you put jerry rice with the rules today with the opportunity today with the style of play today, not this super weak West Coast, we throw it to you short, right. you run and try not to get caught. Yeah. We're talking Don Coriel, wide open, sure. down the field. Yeah, Jerry would have 2,000 yards every single season. Yeah. He's like a more talented, not insane Antonio Brown. You put him 
in this game, unstoppable. Also keep it up for 20 years. <laughs> and Jerry Rice did it when they could legally murder you and not get a 15-yard penalty. One year he caught 22 tutties. That's a lot of tutties. What? 22 of them? That, didn't, that only got brought, broke by LaDainian Tomlinson. <laughs> and they were trying to break it. It was a living cheat code. It would take almost 20 yard, twenty seasons with an average of 1,000 yards to come even close. It's, just, it's nuts to me. So I like Mike Evans for saying it because, you know, I feel, I feel like everyone who gets to the pro level is only there for the money. And whenever guys talk about, you know, more than the money, right? I like that. I don't trust it because I think it's a move for the money or a better quarterback. Well, I mean, I have faith in these guys. I think there's some legitimate lovers of the game out there who do it for the love of the game and have all the most wholesome intentions of being a team player and doing it for team success and winning championships with their best friends. It's not all about money. It's not all about money. It's, about money. it's mostly about money. It's, about it's mostly money. about money. Mike Evans is still getting paid. Oh, he's getting paid. Oh, he's getting paid. But does he have a chance to get paid one more time? One more time. You think he's not getting paid? I'm saying he's getting paid. He's getting paid. But I want him to get paid more. Oh, he will. I want him to get the quarterback that helps him get paid more. And that's what I think this is. This is how you start. Like, if you're going to low-key a negotiation, you, you say, like, you, there's some things you say, hey, the team, obviously, hey, this and that. But, hey, on a personal level, guys, because I want to be able to relate with you on every way. You know, it's important to me that I, as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, am in the conversation with the greatest of all time at this position. Jerry freaking Rice. We can't do it with Kyle Trask. Hey, guys, Man. we got Bruce Wayne. He wants to get on and talk about Jerry with you guys. Four. For a wide receiver right now, it's all about volume. Yeah. Okay, he's very talented. He's all he needs. The, there's a functional pro-level quarterback will be taking snaps for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As long as he throws it to him 8 to 12 times a game, he's going to hit those numbers again. That's not a doubt in my mind. But right. I think the, the biggest resume builder for him is like, hey, look, I did it with the 54-year-old Tom Brady. And then before that, I did it with a blind Jameis Winston. Super blind. And before that, I did it with a different quarterback for every year since Brad Johnson. We got Wayne. Wayne joins us on the Sports Animal Hotline. Wayne, welcome to the program, brother. Hey, thanks for always taking my call, guys. I, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Jerry Rice. He was dropping balls a lot until he started until he started wearing gloves. And there's rumors that he even used stickum. So I don't know if he he had a long career and he caught a lot of short passes and he had a couple of great quarterbacks that actually played with him that kind of helped him get them the ball too and yeah i mean it's i mean i'm a big cowboys fan but i don't think Emmett smith is the best even though he has most he has the all-time leading rusher it's just he he had the fortitude to stick with into injuries and stuff just maybe such as jerry rice and your argument as far as saying uh he would do well in this type of League, yes, you're right. Like he wouldn't be getting laid out like Ronnie Lost and Sean Taylor's and stuff of the days. But I don't. But the 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 corners are a lot more physical and bigger and stronger and faster than the. I mean, look at Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders was, was legit, but he wasn't that big. I mean, and and the size of him 
going against the slot receivers, which Jerry Rice pretty much was, he wasn't a deep threat. He just caught a lot of underneath stuff. He was more the, the Y receiver than the X receiver. He was more the, yeah, the, the, actually sometimes even the Z receiver uh, and the Y receiver. He wasn't really the X receiver that they, they looked to a lot. So I'm not sure why. I mean, I, I get it why he's all his stats, but I don't see a lot of times we, we see these guys say, well, if it was in this era, I think the athletes are bigger and stronger and faster than they ever were, especially back in the 80s and 90s. I don't. I think he would have a hard time uh, playing against some of these cornerbacks in this league. I think they're a lot more physical. I think he would be. He would get dominated and and not be able to. Be. And the reason why Mike Evans is so good is because he he is a physical. He's way bigger than Jerry Rice ever was, and I think a lot of times when he gets he catches a lot of deep balls, he will get to the right away. Jerry Rice struggled a lot in this time there because of his size and his speed, and that's why he got cut towards the end of his career because he he was already slow as it was. He was just a good route runner, and when he lost that that even the somewhat of speed he had, so, so I don't I don't see uh, I see a lot of guys eventually catching up to him in the season, but just as a go, I, I don't see that that being the case just because I think there was a lot of receivers that were better than him. When during his, even during his prime, I think Mike Lurman was better than him. He just his career ended early, so I think there's a lot of players that you can easily compare, uh, saying that they were better. And I still think he would have done well this time of year. But that's just, I, that's just my rant on that man. But you guys, have good. Wayne, Wayne, those are those are some really good points, Wayne. Good let call. me let me counteract your um, rece- uh, cornerbacks are bigger, faster, stronger. Obviously, it's a a new generation of athletes, a new generation of healthcare a new generation of strength training, but it's a completely different NFL as well. The NFL is built for passing yardage. Jerry Rice was putting up these numbers when it was a rushing game, when it was a defensive game. He was putting up these freakish numbers when it was a 100% different NFL. The the conversation, too, of drop passes is an interesting one because collegiate player going to the NFL level, and you're going from... Whoever Jerry's quarterback was in college, and I guess I should probably know that, I guess. At Southwest Missouri State, should you know that? Okay, that's not where he went, but it's not far <laughs> off. And Tennessee Valley? There's a transition there. I mean, there is. And Coley caught, what, 50 balls in his first year, 49 balls? Yeah. But then after that, you're catching gigantic numbers after you learn how. And Stickham's real. I mean, it was allowed in the game at the time. He utilized yeah, it in the game. Still is. But that conversation about Jerry falling off at the end, Jerry didn't fall off at the end. No. No. Jerry played, and I have the numbers right here in front of me because I just wanted to confirm. In the years that he went to Oakland, 01, 02, 03, right? So the years that he was in Oakland, 83 grabs, 92 grabs, 63 grabs. Right. That's what he did in his waning years? His, his yards, Brady years. 1,100 yards, 1,200 yards, 800 yards, and then obviously retired as a Bronco somehow. Sure. Which was yeah. kind of weird. It's so weird seeing him in one of those jerseys. I cannot easily find a drop stat pass. And he was so damn talented, they would just chuck the ball up to him. A lot of the drops that he had weren't just like two hands right at his chest. It's he had to make a freak catch and couldn't hold it, couldn't pull it down. With a receiver that talented, you trust him. You just throw the ball up to him. And then Joe Montana is yelling at you, and Jerry Rice is yelling at Or, excuse me, um, Steve Young is yelling at you. Michael Irvin, although, like, cool personality, cool thing, um, he he's, like, he's the dude. Like, he's the dude. He's not better than Jerry. Cowboy fan, I'm sorry. No. No one is. The one wide receiver that Dallas ever had 
who could be in a conversation with Jerry was Terrell, and he played with Jerry in San Francisco. Sure. Terrell, Terrell Owens is not better than Michael Irvin. He's, okay. Oh, he's 100% better than Michael okay. Irvin. Not even close. If we want to go, we can talk football. We can also talk impact, locker room, team cancer. Michael Irvin is better in just about everything. I bet T.O. was maybe faster, but I think Irvin was a better route runner. I think he was more physical than T.O., believe it or not, even though he was much smaller. Michael Irvin was a super talented wide receiver. I'm not going to say he wasn't, but he had something going for him then. There was no internet. (laughs) If there was Twitter and Instagram and Michael Irving's day, he wouldn't play a down in the NFL. He would never get on the field. There is no way. Whenever we get back, let's continue this conversation because my favorite thing in the whole world is proving Isaiah wrong. It's two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're, of course, starting our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. Today's I-9 Varsity is the I-9 Varsity of Acoustic Bangers. We'll, We'll get that one out there for sure. At 5 o'clock, we opened one up with you, and you can now get your Teller Vodka, your New Mexico Vodka, the Teller Tea, all over town, including Red Door downtown, which we will be at live next Thursday. Big thank you to everyone who came out to ABQ Axe last night. I, on 4th of July, Van, will be hosting a hot dog eating contest over at Hollow Spirits. That's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, bummer. I got to miss this one. I, uh, Double booked. Well, I mean, so is life sometimes. Sure. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. D. Animal. This re- and welcome back to the program, Duke City. Welcome back to the program, world. The boys are live from Rio Grande Credit Union Field at Isotopes Park, a.k.a. The Lab. Having a lot of fun with it. The gates are open. Isotopes fans are everywhere carrying around their new Orbitz blankets. Uh, We already got some Teller Vodkas walking around here. Uh, We already got some pizza, some burgers, some dogs. A lot of Isotopes fans, a lot of smiling faces. Before we left, you were talking about wide receivers, talking about the all-time goats. We're talking about Mike Evans trying to do some historic things and catch Jerry Rice. Just trying to to stay in the shadow a little bit of Jerry Rice. uh, Oh, for sure. I mean, that's the only place you can stand when you're next to Jerry Rice. We also got in the topic right before the break of Michael Irvin or Terrell Owens. And this because Isaiah did, he said some cowboy stuff. Yeah. That was foolish of him. Sure. He you, messed around and he said he'd show his cowboy fandom a little bit. You want numbers? Yeah. I asked numbers to back it up. All right, we got the numbers. All right, so you present and I'm ready. Okay. So I, when comparing receivers, I would like to look at. <laughs> yards per catch a lot more than yards total because oh, okay yeah as now as, okay. as, as van okay. said as van said it was a running league right but jerry yeah. did not have an emmett smith on his team so jerry was not having to share nearly as much as urban was who also had an alvin harper and jay novacek and then as i said before emmett on the team but so Ro- roger, roger, craig, roger craig roger craig would like to have a conversation okay. roger craig that, that's cool literally the the all-time uh, receive, uh, leader in receptions by a running yeah. back. Doesn't count. Yeah. Doesn't count. Doesn't right. count. It, 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 yeah. Okay, it just has no comparison to Emmitt Smith and his touches. Anyways. Okay. Anyway, so Irvin, <laughs> Irvin never had less than 14 yards per catch. T.O. did that five times. Okay. Irvin had 20 yards per catch twice. 
Owens never had over 17 yards per catch. So that means that every time Irvin was catching the ball, on average, he was getting more yards than Owens, even though Owens is much bigger and faster. So oh, that, okay. So oh, that so goes. He's bigger and faster. Yeah, he's bigger and faster. And <laughs> yeah. of course, he, he, athletically, Owens has got it. Okay, Football, that, Irvin is better. Got it. Okay. okay. So what, what we'll do is we'll start with the things that are equal. Let's do that. Okay. So what, what Isaiah is doing is he's only showing the advantage Irvin, which I don't know if that's a fair comparison. Sure. <laughs> so I would say Hall of Fame, they're both in. Okay. Equal. How, how, long did it take, how long did it take Owens to get in? How long did it take Irvin? That matters. That yeah. matters. Uh, oh, my mistake. I didn't know they had different sections of the Hall of Fame yes. oh, yeah, for the amount of time for you it takes to get yes. I didn't know first that. ballot, second ballot, third it took Owens so long to get in that he started complaining about it and oh, it, okay. after about five years of publicly complaining, he finally got in so Michael, you, Michael Irvin's wing of uh, the Hall of Fame would be the ones with porcelain toilets Yes, <laughs> easier to chop up cocaine correct, correct. Yeah. so, uh, so uh, just help me out, is this what I'm about to say a factual statement, Michael Irvin and Terrell Owens are both Hall of Famers Check. Check. Okay, cool. Okay, got it. Now I'm just going to go through some things. Trell Owens either had more or a higher average in the following categories. Okay. okay. Ready, go. Trell Owens played more games. Yes. Trell Owens had more receptions. Correct. More reception yards. Correct. More reception tutties. Correct. Ran the ball more. Correct. Rushed for more yards. Correct. He also returned more kicks. Correct. That one doesn't super matter. Was an all-pro more times. Was a pro bowler more times. But the one knock on Terrell Owens did not win the Super Bowl. It's team sport, Fred. So I love that Isaiah led with Michael Irvin has a better yards, yards per reception. Yards per reception. The one stat. And I don't mind telling you, world, that's the only stat that he did better mm-hmm. than Terrell Owens. <laughs> Literally the only one. <laughs> and we really are we bringing up rushing yards? That's what we're, is that is that what we're in the, in the game. Well, Mike had six, and Terrell had 250 in his career. Every aspect of being a football player, Terrell Owens is better. Also, that Super Bowl the Eagles lost where he broke his ankle, he should have been the MVP. But that's sure. a different conversation as well. If Owens was better than Irvin, it would not yes. have taken him so long to get into the Hall of Fame. Well, I think that's because uh, the sports writers hated Terrell Owens. Why would that be? Was he a team he cancer? Personality. Did, did he did he make his quarterbacks nervous and make them force passes? Did he cause issues on the sidelines, or was he boosting them like Irvin was, being the hoorah guy? I think it's because he was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's because he um, has a fun, did, original, engaging personality. He did sit-ups in his driveway, but for some reason caught a bad reputation. Unlike prostitutes soliciting, women beating drug-abusing, teammate-fighting Michael Irvin. If we're going to go teammate-fighting, Owens definitely got it He cried for his quarterback. That's That's an amazing teammate. You don't remember that? Oh, I remember. He cried. That was around when I first started watching. (laughs) Terrell Owens is literally the best human being on the planet compared to wide receivers in the NFL. Here, let's put it like this. When we started, you were saying that the only wide receiver on the Cowboys that could be compared to Jerry was Owens. So is it fair that we maybe single it down to his stats on Dallas? Is that fair? Or are we taking no, whole careers? No, no. Okay, well, as far as the Cowboys are concerned, I don't, we don't care about what he did in San Francisco or Philly or Buffalo or Cincinnati. We care about what he did in Dallas. You can't have an argument for just Cowboys fans 
there's, there's 31 other teams in the NFL. They're all participating equally. I hate to break it to you, mm. Cowboy fan, if, but there's other teams. If someone's going to say your team has only had one guy that could be compared to Jerry, you got to go off, was he comparable to Jerry while he was on our team? I mean, there's only one guy you can really compare to Jerry Rice, and he got kicked out of the league for weed. <laughs> Josh Gordon, he would have been the GOAT. He's punching the air right now. <laughs> I tried to look up Terrell Owens only as Cowboy stats. I got him right here. They're decent. They're just not Irvins. Well, if we're talking about the time they played together, they didn't. No, no, not together. That's what I'm saying. He's just a better player. I mean, and that sucks for Cowboys fans because, like, they're stuck on nostalgia. Cowboys fan doesn't even really know about their own team. They earlier, and I heard it today, cite Jay Novacek as an actual contributor to the offense when his entire contribution was blocked down. Not true. (laughs) 10,028 days since the Dallas Cowboys were in the NFC Championship game and counting. If we had Irvin in 07, we would have went. I love it. Oh, gosh, he's just not good. Not good. He just was not good. He was fortunate to play alongside Troy Aikman before he got all beat up in the head. And Emmitt Smith, who I would say is probably probably the one cowboy. Emmitt Smith is the one good cowboy. Not Aikman. You mean Arizona, no. Arizona Cardinals legend Emmett Smith, the same guy? <laughs> you talking about NFL all-time rushing leader from the Arizona Cardinals, Emmett Smith? Yeah, that one. Troy Aikman is. This is going to hurt Cowboys fan. He's second tier at best. Wow. Troy Aikman is probably third tier for sure. Wow. For sure. So name off some other second tier quarterbacks. I like can name him. off Cowboy quarterbacks that are better than Troy Aikman. We'll start with the mm. best one ever. Cooper Rush. Oh, Cooper Rush. Number two, me. Tony Romo. <laughs> Dak Prescott. Number three. Roger Staubach. (laughs) Dak over Roger. No, everyone over Aikman. (laughs) As long as you don't say Dak over Roger. Also, keep in mind, this is the team that thought Chad Hutchinson was a guy. Oh, you remember him? Hey, hey guys, we got a real shot this year. We got Quincy Carter under center. That's Cowboys fan. His name was Quincy, (laughs) y'all. We'll step away before we step back. Josh Sushan joining us at 6 o'clock. We're going to talk about everything surrounding the ballpark this weekend. Uh, the gates are open. There's a ton of people. That's why I was late coming back, Van. I ran into a guy with a Cardinals jersey on. We started telling old KMOX stories and where we went to high school. Oh, that's fun. I, I love this that's place. That's fun. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live in the program, back live at the ballpark. This may have been the best episode of the program we've ever done. I mean, well, every time Wenton comes on, there's at least that. Five short minutes away from Josh Sushan joining us. That's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to enjoy the crap out of that. Gates are open. Fans are rolling in. Here's ten reasons that the Philadelphia Eagles will suck. Uh, Here we go. I'm on board. There hasn't been a repeat NFC East champion since 2004. Until this year. Until this year. No. Scratch that one, throw that off. They've faced pretty much no adversity in 2022. Well, actually, I guess that just means they're stable and, like, put together. All right, scratch that one off. They did have a pretty soft schedule. I'll give them that. But they won the games they were supposed to. 
You don't get to pick your own schedule. Didn't beat us. I mean, they early. Now, now back. <laughs> They're going to get everyone's best effort. Well, that's fine. I mean, you got so many primetime games. I want to be entertained. I mean, sure. All right, it's actually, that one's not a deficit either. All right, moving on. They have the toughest schedule in the NFL based on 2022 results. Well, as we know, sure. means nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. They lost some key defensive players, but then they went into the draft and added every player from Georgia. Man, the, they'll be fine. Man, the Vikings were thirteen and four last year. They're good. They don't have Dalvin Cook. They suck. They're not good. They suck. No, if you go down Philly's schedule, I think you guys would agree that it is. It's pretty tough. It's pretty tough. They do have to play the Chiefs again. Their special teams sucked last season. Here's the thing. Kickoffs don't matter anymore. They took special teams out of the game. That's only going to help yes, Philadelphia. Put them on. The, so that one's not one. They still haven't beaten any good quarterbacks. There's some truth to this because there are no good quarterbacks outside of Jalen Hurts. They can't beat their own quarterback. Take that one off the list. Yeah, that's dumb. That's a dumb one. <laughs> now, Van, they just haven't faced a lot of injuries. I'm not going to condemn them for having a good training staff. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was about to say the same thing. You keep beating me to these punchlines. Take it off. Man, a lot of their best players are one year older than they were last year. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. The team that breezed through the NFC. Man, they lost a bunch of start. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, but they added the whole Georgia defense. Georgia wins three games in the NFL. They got all their best players. It's almost like they knew that it, every year that Georgia players are going to the NFL, other players are also going to the NFL. Therefore, just draft Georgia players. Uh-huh. Perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm in. I guess the Eagles won't suck. It's just the Cowboys. The Cowboys will win 10 games again. We're going to sweep Philly. Who's we? What do you mean, like volunteer? Like you're going to volunteer, like sweep downtown? Voluntarily sweep them. Are you going to sponsor a road over there? 2-0. Pick up trash on the side of it? Cowboys sponsored right outside of like Philadelphia Stadium. That's really nice of them to do that. Yeah, that's really nice. I don't know Cowboys fans are so kind, donating like, their time. It's like Bill's Mafia, except way more racist. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Josh Sushan joining us when we get back. Ooh, you promise? Tuning on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Let it burn.